It's another episode of the Genteel Live Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to get this party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Genteel Live Podcast. Ryan Genteel here, excited to, I mean, I guess really just talk a lot of nonsense with you. Because that's all we do on this show. We talk nonsense. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. I talk a lot of nonsense when it's just me talking. I just like to talk about random things in life and really just talk about whatever is really on my mind. Now, when I have a guest on the show, that's a different story, which I'm excited to say that in a few weeks, I'm going to get a chance to talk with my good friend Susan Wynn and her Be Better campaign and all of the great things that she's accomplishing right now and that's going to be recorded live on location well we'll be recording live but when you listen to it you know it it will be it'll be a recording but super excited for what's to come here over the next couple weeks going to try to have a few people on my good friend gerald sanchez who i work with on legacy sports network he owns the company we do a lot of high school broadcasting of sports known him for uh, 12 years now wow it'll be 12 years this summer that i've known him and i talked with him about having Uh, him come on the show and talk about his broadcasting career and just talking sports and things like that. So a lot of good things coming our way that I'm really excited to get a chance to talk about. So hopefully uh, we'll have those up, uh, you know, over the next couple weeks and, you know, over the next couple months, things like that. So make sure you're on the lookout for those. But for this episode, well, before I get to that, let me go ahead and apologize now, because as you already probably know, because I've talked about this before, I record this at home. It's not like I have a soundproof room. Or anything crazy like that. But the kids are gone at their grandparents or my in-laws uh, this weekend. And so I have a quiet house. So I thought, okay, cool. This is going to be the perfect time to record an episode. Well, it's such a beautiful day out that everybody's out mowing their fucking lawns. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise of uh, people mowing their lawns and edgers and all that other stuff. So I'll apologize for that now. But what's what's today's topic, right? If you just kind of jumped in, didn't really look at the title Something that came across the other day that just, it drove me nuts. And I've been talking about this, like, not on the show, but just in general for a while now. But streaming platforms, it, it's gotten ridiculous. It, it, it's gotten a little ridiculous. It's There's oversaturation now. So everybody knows Netflix, right? Netflix is the king of stream, right? I, I feel like that should be their tagline. We are the king of stream. Even though there's a million other streaming services out there, they were the ones that really got it started. Now, it wasn't like it is today back then, though. So for those of y'all listening that thought, oh, yeah, this is all they've been doing for a while. Oh, it wasn't always like this. It was back when you used to go online and you could order a movie or a TV show and rent it, and they would mail it to you. They would mail you the DVD. That's right. They used to mail you the DVD. And which I never really understood because I used to work for a blockbuster. I talked about that in one of my early episodes of the show. Actually, I think it was within the first like 10 episodes that I talked about working at blockbuster. And for me, I just, I never understood that. Like you order something online and they're going to mail it to you and it's not going to get there that same day. It's going to take a few days to get there when you could easily just drive to Blockbuster and go rent it right then. They're like, that's that's how lazy we have become as a society, right? And of course, read the story about how Blockbuster went under and there's a lot of, miscon- I guess, rumors or misinformation out there about what exactly happened. But 
the bottom line is that Blockbuster had a chance to get in the streaming service business, and they said it will never succeed because people come to Blockbuster for the experience, which is true. People came for the experience. I know that because I used to work there. And I loved working there until I, I didn't because <laughs> people are people are mean, man. I'm telling you, customer service jobs are, that are, are just they're the hardest jobs out there, which actually that should be another episode I should talk about. Working in customer service and some of the nonsense that people do. But that will be another episode for another time. But just the, you know, so Blockbuster goes away, Netflix takes over, and then it becomes more of streaming online and things like that. And so, but it's on your computers, you know, it's not necessarily on your TVs. There's no Roku. You can't do it through your cable box. I mean, it's still very early on in stages. And so people are watching Netflix on their laptops or their desktop computers. You know, you're not watching it on TV. And then, of course, it evolves and evolves. But I remember in the very early stages, I, I've said this before. I had my good buddy Jimmy Cavanis on Jimmy the Kid a few weeks ago. We talked about professional wrestling. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. And I remember this was in 2013 when the WWE was going to launch the WWE Network, where you basically pay 10 bucks a month. And you can watch any old pay-per-view, any documentary, all the live pay-per-views on this streaming platform. And they had it available where you could watch it through your PlayStation, your Xboxes, and things like that. And so, and Netflix eventually got to that point too. But we're talking about live programming, not movies and things like that. And so, I remember at the time, it was, it was a huge thing because nobody had really done something like that before. And so... They took that leap because I was reading articles about how they were trying to get on cable. They were trying to have their own channel on cable networks, and it didn't work out. And so they were able to do something that nobody else was doing. There was no Peacock. you know. There was no Disney Plus. There was no Paramount Plus. There was none of these pluses out there. And WWE Network was the first one. And I remember I bought it because I was a huge wrestling fan, and I thought, good, because I don't want to pay 50 bucks a month. To watch a pay-per-view, I was like, man, I can pay nine bucks a month. I'm saving money, so why not do that, right? And it was one of those things that it just became so convenient. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like, okay. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, Netflix started kind of having their own shows. You know, like Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black. They started doing their own little things. And then all of a sudden, and I, I mean, obviously I haven't researched this, so I don't know exactly when this really exploded. But if I have to say, it's probably the last five years, right? The last five years, this has really been exploding is that all these networks now are like, oh, Netflix is a success. People are watching, you know, their shows and we're, we're paying them money to basically show out our content. So wait a minute, well, let's just do our own streaming services, right? So now all of a sudden, you got Peacock, like I just mentioned, uh, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, you got HBO Max, you got Amazon Prime. I mean, there are so many streaming platforms where everybody makes it sound like this is the thing to do. But sometimes there's such a thing as too much. There's too much because, what, five years ago, the big adage, you know, on Hulu, I think was the big one that really started changing the game when it came to television alone was, hey, you could pay us $13 a month and you can watch any show pretty much from any network the next day after it premiered live on television. So now you're saving on your cable network, right? Which was a great tagline. That's a great tagline 
and a good way to get people in. So they cut the cord to where now, instead of paying almost, you know, anywhere from $150 to $200 a month for cable and internet, ideally, what they're paying maybe 30, 40 bucks for internet, and then you add the 50, I mean, they're paying maybe total of $60 now. Like they're cutting that bill in half, if not more. So of course it was genius, but then it gets to a point where the problem is each streaming service is owned by different networks and things like that. And so now you get to a point where if you watch five different shows, you know, continuously, those five shows could be on literally five different streaming platforms that all charge you, you know, 15 bucks a piece. So now you're looking at, you know, basically, um, you know, $75 a month that you're paying for streaming services on top of the internet that you need for it to where you're almost paying as much as you did just to have cable to begin with. It's insane. It's so crazy. And then, of course, the way inflation's been going lately, I mean, this has been nuts. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but Netflix, I remember, was a, a fairly reasonable price. I remember when I was, I think it was like 12 bucks a month or something like that. Now, you're talking $20 a month. It's, it keeps continuously getting jumped up and jumped up and jumped up. And they talked about this on my favorite morning show here in Houston, the Rod Ryan show, of they changed the verbiage. Instead of saying, we're increasing the price, we're going to, what is it? We're updating our price or something like that. It's just, and I lost it. I was like, okay, I'm getting rid of Netflix. Like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bullshit. I am tired of it. And then, of course, you know, my wife looks at me. She's like, look. I'll get rid of this. I'll get rid of that. Like I, I just, I need my Netflix and I'm just looking at her going, no, because we have cable too. And here's, and here's why, and people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them this, because I have cable, we have all these streaming services. We have a little bit of everything. The reason I have cable is for my sports and mainly for baseball, because I am a huge baseball fan. I'm a Houston Astros fan. And unfortunately I can't watch my Astros on any streaming service. Now, if you are a fan of sports and you're like, oh, well, Fubo TV or this or that, uh, no, I'm not. I, I looked into Fubo and the cost of that, like, I would be paying the same amount of money for Fubo TV as I would be for my cable, basically. You know, because again, remember, you got to combine, like, I think people always forget this too. Like, when you're paying like $150 for cable, you got to factor in, like, you know, part of that is your internet. That's not just all cable, that's a lot of that's your internet now. And so let's say you just split that in half, you know, it's, it's, it's 50, 50. So 75 bucks a piece, right? Let's just say it's $75 a piece for internet and cable, which I know that's not necessarily the case, but for argument's sake, right? So you take away that $75, but then you're paying $70 for the streaming service just to get your sports when it doesn't even have everything that you usually, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It just continues. So there's too many streaming platforms, guys. There's too many. And of course, the younger generation, that's all they watch, you know. That's all they do is this, you know, their streaming services, which is fine. I, I get that. Because that's what they know now, so that's what they're gonna have. But I find it funny they that you know, now the argument is, oh, it's cheaper than cable. It's not. It's gonna continue to happen where everybody's gonna have their own streaming platform to where now the only unless you get cable. You're not going to be able to watch anything. Or actually, let me rephrase that. A lot of these streaming platforms now are basically having their shows only be on their streaming platform. So you can't even watch it on cable TV. You see where I'm going with this. So no matter what, we as a consumer are screwed. Like we are getting screwed over in this deal. They're not making it better for us. They're not. Because let's be honest. Okay, I know a lot of people probably only watch a few shows and have one network. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. 
but the majority of people out there watch multiple shows, multiple, at minimum five, right? At least five shows. And pretty much every single one of those shows are going to be on a different platform. And with the prices continuing to go up, because Amazon Prime decided to bump up their prices, you know, Netflix that, I mean, it seems like they bump up their prices every three months, which is just ridiculous, you know, and then you, you Disney Plus bumped up their subscription. You know, everybody's going to, it's going to get more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. And it's going to get to a point where you're, you're spending, you're, you're pretty much almost paying a mortgage payment just to have every single streaming services and you're going to need the internet to go with it. And not that cable won't be obsolete. Cable will always be around, I believe. But it's just, it, it's gotten out of control. It's gotten out of hand. Sorry, I'm going to say it. it's gotten out of hand. I don't need, and here's the thing. I love a lot of shows. Like, I'm a huge Friends fan. I love the show Friends. And you would think because it was on NBC for so long, it would be on Peacock. Oh, no, but it's not technically owned by NBC or whatever it is. It's owned by whoever is running HBO Max. So guess what? It's on HBO Max. Well, I'm not going to pay 15 bucks a month for Friends. I'm sorry. As much as I love Friends, I can watch the reruns on TV. Plus, there's this little thing called DVDs that are still in existence. And guess what? I can watch it on DVD at any time, which is another thing. With all these streaming platforms out there, when your internet goes out, people freak out. They don't know what to do. Oh, my God. I can't watch my shows. I can't watch my shows. See, this is why DVDs come in handy. Because you can watch your shows at any time. And guess what? You only have to buy it once. Oh, well, it's convenient. I just lay on my couch and I hit this button, blah, blah, blah. And look, I'll be the first to admit, I'm all about convenience. I'm a lazy son of a bitch. Okay? I will take convenience anytime if it makes sense. But for me, I'm okay where I can stand up, take a disc out, put it in, push uh, play, and go sit down and watch a few episodes. Plus, that's the other thing, too. People binge watch so much now because of these streaming platforms that they don't remember the show. I've had this argument with a few people because they will sit there and tell me, oh, this is the greatest show ever and this and that. Like, I, I, okay, let's just say Orange is the New Black, you know, um, Stranger Things. I'm trying to think of some other shows that were not on TV, but they started off on streaming, right? And they, let, they released all the episodes at once. And it's funny because... I'll sit there and ask. I go, okay, well, tell me about the show. And they'll tell me about the show. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me something specific, though. Like, break down the second episode. And they'll look at me and go, well, what do you mean? I go, so tell me exactly what happened in the second episode. Because usually, like, it would be the episode that I had just watched. You know, I hadn't watched the other ones yet. And they can't tell me. Because you're, brain, you're literally watching them so quickly. You're watching every single episode in a short amount of time or within a day that your brain does not retain the information to where, yeah, you remember the show, you remember the big key points of it, but you don't really remember the show all that well. That's why I like when, like what Disney Plus has been doing and some other, uh, these streaming services are starting to do this where they release them weekly instead of where you can binge them all in one day. I feel like that's better, but anyways, that's, you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> that's just my opinion on it. But I feel like We've gotten to a point where it's it's like, okay, we rely so much on streaming, it's insane. And there's too much of it. There's too much, guys. There's over, It's oversaturation. Again, it's my thought on it, which a lot of people will probably disagree and go, but I need all these. I need all these. No, you don't. You don't need all those. You don't need 
15 different streaming platforms just to watch a show. You don't. I'm sorry. You Or you shouldn't have to, I guess is what I should say. I feel like, again, I feel like us as a consumer, we're getting screwed on this, even though it's 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 for us. And I mean, I just, I feel like we're going to get screwed in the long run because eventually it's going to become too much. It's going to become too much. There's no regulation on it. And which is fine, okay? Everybody wants, they own their own content. They want to get out there and they want to earn money from it. I understand that. But because now there's so much out there and with the inflation of all these prices and them creating their own shows so you watch their network or their streaming platform, they have to charge you more. I mean, it's just, it's it's a vicious cycle and I'm, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And I watch Netflix like anybody else. I love using Netflix. It has a lot of the shows that I watch. On there, a lot of old school movies get thrown on there, and I love that. But every now and then, it's like, okay, after a while, I just kind of, I kind of get bored. Where like, has anybody ever sat there to try to find something to watch on Netflix or Disney Plus or any of their streaming platforms, and you spend more time trying to find something to watch versus actually watching something that you wasted so much time trying to find something to watch that by the time you actually find what you wanted to watch, you actually don't have time to watch it. Or you can only watch a part of it. Or you can only watch one episode. See what I mean? It's it just... it's Streaming platforms I look at as just like social media. It's, it's very convenient. It's a great tool for a lot of different things. But I feel like it, we're venturing in that territory where it's, gonna be, it's basically doing more damage than good. Because there are too many options. There's, not, there's so many different shows on so many different things. It's just... It's insane. How crazy it's gotten. But again, that's neither. I mean, well, that's just my thought on it. But with all this talk about TV, eventually I want to do a TV tournament. I did a movie tournament a while back. I've done a Christmas movie tournament, and I talked about this before. Uh, I took my little hiatus that I would love to do a TV show tournament. So, oh, and we did a Best Movies of the 80s, which that was a lot of fun. So these are all past episodes too, guys. So if you have a chance, please go uh, check out some of those episodes because they are a lot of, they're a lot of fun to listen to. But, you know, or don't, you know, that's that's okay too. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. Please go listen to my shows. Go listen to my episodes. Support me. I don't get paid to do this. I mean, now, if you want to pay me to do this, that'd be great. Uh, just if you're okay paying somebody that doesn't draw in a lot of numbers, <laughs> that, I mean, that would be, that'd be okay. I mean, Spotify, Spotify, guys. I mean, if you're looking to get rid of Joe Rogan, I'll take $100 million. I can guarantee you this. If somebody paid some no-name podcaster, <clears throat> Ryan Gentile, $100 million for his show, I guarantee people would listen. Because they'd be like, okay, why the hell are you paying this guy $100 million? We've never heard of this guy before. Guarantee people will listen. Guarantee it. <laughs> Anyways, but... Yeah, but that's what's uh, that's the thought of the day, guys. I guess or the thought of the week, however you want to look at it. But super excited uh, for what's to come. Like I said, it's going to be in a couple weeks. Uh, I have to look and see when the episode with Susan will come out. But taking a look at the calendar here, uh, ideally that probably will be on uh, March the seventh. So March the seventh, my conversation with Susan Wynn, which will be taking place live on location, or at least when we're recording it, it will be on location. And so make sure uh, you keep an eye out for that episode as well. Like I mentioned, i got my friend Gerald Sanchez. We're going to talk sports and his broadcasting career and a lot of different things. i got a friend of mine, Stephanie uh, Carback, who is a 
musician that performs a lot in the Austin area, also in Nacogdoches, Texas, where she's from. And so I uh, would love to talk to her about her musical career. Hopefully that will be able to happen. Uh, I actually talked to her sister, Sammy Womack. I talked to her uh, roughly about a year ago. Make sure you go check out that episode too. She de- uh, is all about uh, helping you budget and save money and things like that. Kind of like Dave Ramsey, but better. Way, way better. So make sure that you uh, go check out those episodes too. So lots of good stuff out there, guys. I mean, this is episode 60, I believe. Yeah, 60. This is episode 60. Can you believe that? 60 episodes. That is a lot of episodes, guys, to do for a podcast. And really, if you think about it, that's a lot of episodes to do for a podcast where, I mean, you're not really getting paid to do it. (laughs) You're just kind of doing it for uh, shits and giggles. So uh, I got to say, I'm super excited that this was the 60th episode. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, I got 40 more to go before I hit 100. 100 episodes. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to have to celebrate that one, but that's a while away. That's at least, you know, a while a while away, depending on how many episodes I get in between now and the end of the year. So, hey, you never know. I might be able to squeeze in 100 before the end of 2022. But everybody, make sure that you go follow us on social media. I got a Facebook page, The Gentile Life Podcast. I am on Instagram, The Gentile Life, underscore between each word. So make sure you hit up the socials. Feel free to like, subscribe, share. Do whatever you got to do. Leave comments. You know, I, I mean, hey, like I said, it's uh, I do this for fun. I just talk about everyday things. Like, I mean, I'm talking about streaming platforms. What I talk about next week, who the hell knows? I, oh, actually, I do know eventually part two is coming. I believe this was like my third episode I ever did. But part two is coming because kids, oh my God, they're so joyful. Damn, sometimes they're assholes. Part two is coming because I, I got stories of my kids who I love to death, man. My girls are amazing, but man, (laughs) they are just little mean little people sometimes. And it's too funny not to share. So anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we will catch you next time. See everybody.